<coughs> Fuck, I'm sick. <laughs> Yo, what kind of symptoms you got over here? Uh, I got a, um, I got, <laughs> I got a chest cold. Yeah, <laughs> very phlegmy. I have a cough. Uh, I got a runny nose. Uh, no fever. Good. I've been checking every yeah. five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So I did get tested for COVID-19, mm-hmm. not the other ones. Mm-hmm. I got tested for COVID number 19 uh, last week, negative. That's good. So, yeah, it's good. Maybe just some seasonal changes down here then. Yeah, I don't know what the fucking deal is, man. I'm like ready to not be sick. I've been sick for the past four days. I've been spending, I've had to, like, I had to like stay home from work because obviously now, I mean, this should have been the pl- thing before, but now it's like, if you are a little bit sick, get the fuck out of here, please. Mm-hmm. So I spent the past four days like in bed, and I'm going right back to bed after we record this fucking podcast. But I did get a chance to watch Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift yesterday morning, not even this huh. morning. I started my weekend off with Fast and Furious. Got it out of the way. Felt great to have it done. You know? Uh, I like the Saturday yeah. morning watch. Yeah, I, I like feel, Saturday morning watch. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you push it too long, if you try to, like, space it into right yeah. before we're about to record, it, like, adds oh. so much unnecessary stress to the I day. I do that all the time. Most weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Ah, I'm timing it. I literally procrastinate the movie to the, like, run time of the movie before the recording. And I'm just uh-huh. like, I just will do anything in my power to not watch this fucking movie. Uh-huh. But I did it this week. <laughs> so, uh, this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, <laughs> the world's premier dedicated, sick as a dog, fast and furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. My name is Sick Nocera. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here with my beloved co-host, Daryl Wong. And um, each week we watch a Fast and Furious movie and then we talk about it. And Daryl, what did you... We watched Tokyo Drift. What did you... Did you like your watch through this week? I had a nice watch through. Yeah. I don't... I don't think I've said it in the past, but I think the soundtrack and film score yeah. of this movie it's is superior yeah. to all others yeah, in the franchise. I think we talked about one time I gave a shout out to the soundtrack of this movie. Uh huh. Um, it's good. It's like poppy. It's like doing its thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like, and that's the thing. I think when I watch this movie, I get a definite sort of feeling from it. But when I yeah. look at this, I look at the soundtrack. And I, yeah, I look. I think I looked. At, I looked it up before. The soundtrack was done a lot by Pharrell Williams and Nerd. Oh, whoa! But there's a lot of like the the film score. I think is what I was more paying attention to this cool. time. Like yeah. all the non songy bits that add yeah. that nice little flavor. I'd yeah, like, that's what they call it in the industry. The non songy bits. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of non songy bits. Yeah, it's just nice that it's like um, it, it's it's almost. You, it's usually in contrast to what's being shown on screen as far as yeah. urban Japanese, yeah, urban Tokyo and sort of nighttime scenes. You've got nice, I don't know, it seems like uh, foreign to the scene. 
Um, You're saying that like the soundtrack sort of works against that backdrop a little bit, you know, in a nice way a, though, in a in a nice juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. And I, when I think about the the movies that we have coming up, the later movies, uh-huh. all of that like big, like the big like house party, um, yeah. sounds that you get with those future ones, yeah, kind of terrible. Fucking Rita Ora, like party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Piccadilly Circle, like wow. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. T Pain in Dubai, that sort of thing. Yeah, this um, one's a real, a little more subdued. Yeah, yeah. But I looked it up. The person responsible for the film score, Brian yeah. Tyler, Brian did Tyler, okay. Four of the movies in the franchise here. He did them all, huh? Mm, all the Justin Lins. Yeah, so he did Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Fast Furious, the fourth installment, and then Seven and Fate. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah. not all the Justin Lins. Mm-hmm. But this one always stands out as having the best soundscape. Yeah. I still think, excuse me, that's going to be awesome for our listeners. to be <laughs> fucking blowing my nose on the podcast. Um. <laughs> He's okay. Nobody listens. My, I still think the soundtrack is like banging though. You know, like all those songs. Even though Kid Rock is like, this is a well placed Kid Rock. It sets a mood. It like this. Yeah. Like even if I know if I'm not paying attention to the screen and I listen to this movie, this movie has its own very distinct sound mood. Yeah, that it's only like Tuesday song. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> um and and that song is like over the intro we it just like gets into the mundane feeling that sean is having being at this school ignoring the kid who's getting bullied not stepping up for uh other people and like i guess he was a racer but was he a racer before i don't like do we know his He's been in trouble before. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously like kind of a car guy because he hangs out at the school car shop. For some, for some reason, they have a car shop. Um, did your school have a car shop? Have like a garage? No. Mm, no. Hard Mine. no. We had, a, we had a parking lot where the car kids hung out with their yeah. cars and stuff. Yeah. We did two, I think. I'm trying to remember. I didn't really go down there very often because I didn't have a car. But I was strictly... We had... Yeah. You were strictly skate, a bus bus kid? Skate, skateboard, bus. Ooh. Or my mom would pick me up in high yeah. school. We had assigned parking spots. There was like... The school didn't have a big lot. Um, They had a like... Uh, they had like a lot of little lots around the campus, basically. So like there were some lots by dorms, and there were some lots by like the theater, and whatever. And like so, you had an assigned spot at school. I was like, all right, Nick, you have like spot E twenty seven at the like chapel lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you got a bad lot for the year, like. You're oh. fucked, man. <laughs> like, if you got a bad spot for the year, you're like, ah, like, I gotta walk all the fucking way across campus to get anywhere. I don't know how they decided it, but 
there was definitely times in school where I was like, I had my, I think mine was parked by the theater. And I had like a class all the way across campus. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just driving. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if I get a ticket at this other slot, like, I don't know what the day is. <laughs> you know? Was, was there any ab- ability to trade spots with your friends and stuff no, to I, interchange? I, I think yeah. it was all like done in a computer. Mm. So they had it like you, you'd have to go in and hack the code if you wanted to do, it. <laughs> you know, you'd have to like get it, get your hacker group together. You're looking, for a, you're looking for a cat five cable over here. Mm. Make sure you snip that one. Yeah. Um, it was not possible. I don't remember anybody doing that, but mm. yeah, I got a bunch of tickets. <laughs> I don't even think they gave, t- gave you tickets. They gave you like units, which were our like cross the board demerit. Oh thing. yeah, so uh, ten points like, from Gri- ten points from Gryffindor over yeah, here. Yeah, that kind of thing. We had mm-hmm. some like crazy fucking punishments <laughs> that were like because so like you had you like tallied up units as a thing. Like you had one unit, two unit, like your your units stayed with you for the whole year. So depending on the amount of units you had, you like triggered different punishments. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so like three units was a Thing, like was like a letter home to your parents or something and then six units was a thing i re- the worst punishment was at i think nine units you had what was called clipboarding have i talked about this on the podcast before no this is fresh let's see what's going on with this clipboarding is so over here off the t- we're on a tangent here um okay so clipboarding was designed for like the boarding students of which Maybe seventy percent of the students were at the school. Like they were, they were, they lived there. But if you were a day student, like I was, you still could get clipboarded. And what clipboarding is, is you have to check in with the dean on duty for the weekend every hour for like eight hours, both on Saturday and Sunday. Right. So there's like every weekend there's like a dean who's just like in charge, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, and there was a bunch of deans at the school and they'd like rotate. So let's say like Mr. Green was the fucking dean that weekend. You had to go to school at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. You could do whatever you want, but every hour on the hour, you had to go fucking find Mr. Green, be like, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Like, go back and do whatever you want. Wow. It, it's, like, the craziest punishment. So it sucks because you have to, like, leave wherever you are 20 minutes early. Go find this fucking guy, you know, who's, like, could be, like, doing stuff at his office or he could be at his residence or whatever. And be like, I'm here. And then, like, walk 20 minutes back. So you literally, like, had 20 minutes to hang out with your friends and, like, play video games or whatever. But and before you had to leave again and be like, I need to find fucking Mr. Green again because I'm clipboarded. <laughs> it's awful. Mac- you can maximize that time by driving around campus, right, and getting so and get more clipboard, right, stacking driving up around. those units, more stacking units? Up those units, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, clipboarding was horrible. Wow, <laughs> horrible. Would you, as a day student, then have to like go from your house on the weekends and? go to school on the weekends to serve your punishments? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And again, it's like, it, it's, it's a mind fuck because you can, you feel like, oh, it's not so bad. You can kind of do whatever you want as long as you check uh-huh. in. But the reality is like, you can do whatever
whatever you want. Like, I could go home in between checking in, but then I just have to come straight back and check in with fucking Mr. Green. (laughs) Right. Damn. So, uh, that was awful. Um, Yeah, don't get clipboard. So, like, if you got... There was incentive not to get units and not Mm -hmm. to drive, but I still did it. I still parked in the wrong place. Did you you at any point... (laughs) Did you at any point uh, toward your maybe the end of your uh, term there come up with a system like if you were at a clipboard weekend, how you would use the time in the most? No, but I did negotiate my way out of it one time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be. I literally went to like the head dean. I was like, listen, man, I don't want to be clipboard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think he tried to like call my bluff. And he was like, all right, and you can, like, scrape gum off the sidewalk. Like, as, like, kind of, like, a dick thing to say. I was like, yeah, man, no problem. <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Sign me up. I brought my own spatula here. So I spent a week of free periods, like, getting a palette knife and, like, scraping gum off the sidewalk. <laughs> and these, like, tour groups of kids, like, trying to get their, like, their parents trying to get their kids were walking by. I was like, hey, how you doing? Like it totally, it felt great because it totally yeah. blew up in their face and backfired, uh, <laughs> you know. But then I was like, "I'll see you on Monday" because I'm definitely not clipboarded this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was like my little like twist of the knife to them, basically. Um, uh, we should get back to talk about this movie. Hot take in this movie. Uh Hot take. I think Home Improvement is pretty good. Yeah? You like him? I like like him. What do you like about his display here? I just think he's, like, hired to do a job and he does it. Like, I, you know, I I always respect that in in an acting role, in a supporting Mm -hmm. role. I'm always, like, dude got hired to be, like, a crunchy, like, bully, you know? And, like, like a chunkified, like, dickhead. And mm-hmm. he does it. He like walks out. He's like a dick the whole time. He just nails it, kind of. You know, I, 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 you know, he's like a dick to his girlfriend. He's a dick to Sean. Uh, he's like a little preppy asshole or whatever, football jock. And he's perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't think of a person better. Um, yeah, I think he does a good job, basically. I I agree with that. I think like one of the main testaments to that is like wholeheartedly not liking a character yeah and i think what's yeah i think for like there are some um actors that make a career out of being a bad guy and that's almost i think there's that's more difficult than making a career as a good as a good i think it's definitely difficult uh i think there's like yeah i mean being a bad guy is can't, I, nobody's coming to mind as like this is like the bad guy actor. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Um, that guy from Boardwalk Empire, the um, the cop. Are you talking about Shea Wiggum? Like our buddy Shea Wiggum? No, not Shea Wiggum. Uh, who is in um, Boardwalk Empire for sure? Yeah. Hold yeah. On. Um, it is. I I saw him one time in Red Hook. Oh. Like Michael Shannon. No. Oh, Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Yeah, but he's done some... Yeah, that's kind of true. He played like Zod <laughs> in that fucking terrible Superman movie. You're right. He's in, right. He's in that one with uh, Fishman. 
He's in Aquaman? <laughs> Not Aquaman. Um, that one where the fish man falls in love with the lady. Oh, my God. The Shape of Water. Yes, the shape. Of water. I did not like that movie. <laughs> I don't think that movie is very good. That movie won best picture at the fucking Oscars. That seems like a lot for that movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a stretch uh-huh. for, for me. Me personally, that was a stretch move. Oscars. I think. I mean, I like Sally um, Hawk Hawkins. I think she's good. Guillermo, I think, is a good director. But that that movie didn't do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Michael Shannon. He plays some bad guys. I think I'm sure there's like some British actors out there who play like evil bad guys a lot. You know, that's like the trope. And I, I you know, I don't know that it's harder, but like I think you settle into it like anything else. You know, there's just like mm-hmm. this is the spot I'm. If you're an actor, like, take the jobs, you know? Take the jobs, because you never mm-hmm. know when the next one is going to come around, right. basically. Um, so, the other thing I wanted to talk about this week is a guy named Chris Morgan. Do you know who that is? Hmm. I don't think so. So, he wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. He is the screenwriter for Tokyo Drift. And... I think we don't talk about Chris Morgan very much on this pod, and we probably should, because I think him, almost more than anybody else, is probably responsible for what the Fast and the Furious franchise is um, today. So the story is Chris went to Universal. He had written a movie before, I don't know what it's called, but he'd written a movie before, it did fine, and like he was, you know, he's a working screenwriter. But he gets a meeting with Universal, and he says, like, we want to do the fast... Universal's like, we got a couple projects. We're talking about doing, like, a Fast and Furious thing. And he's like, yeah, okay. So he comes up with this pitch for Fast and Furious, which is, like, this globe-trotting... Get the gang back together. The gang gang. Like, Brian O'Connor, Dom Toretto, Mia Toretto, Michelle. Get the gang. But, like, make it this, like, giant... um, globe-trotting adventure movie, basically. And Universal is like, mm, no. Like, we're just, we can't be that big. We're, Chris, I read this interview with Chris Morgan, basically, that let, laid all this out, and he was basically like, they said, we like your idea, but this one is going to be a direct-to-video, and we just got, like, we got to do something smaller. So he goes away, and he starts working on other stuff, and Universal calls him again and basically says, like, what if we did a globetrotting thing sort of in a different location, expand the universe, like tell a different story within the Fast and Furious universe, but it was like hi- kind of high school kids and it was like cheaper. <laughs> and Chris was like, yeah, that sounds great. Sure. So that's sort of where Tokyo Drift came about was like they knew it was direct-to-video. Um, they hired Justin Lin, who'd done Better Luck Tomorrow as, like, as their director, which was like A-plus move on their part. They also hired Chris Morgan to develop the screenplay. And um, the screenplay, I think, is pretty good. But off the back of this movie's success, which, like, again, the story of this movie doesn't happen, right? Like, in my experience, or my, like, knowledge. Um, 
the movie that's like a direct to video has a tiny budget um pretty much a no name director i mean again he directed himself but wasn't a guy pretty much a no name screenwriter um one actor who'd been in some stuff as a child star but wasn't really working right uh lucas black um the other actors nobody right like han had done uh, or Sung Kang had done Better Luck Tomorrow, but that's... I don't know anything else he'd really done. And they're like, okay, just make this direct-to-video movie. And then, like, the product is so good that Universal's like, we're gonna fucking put this in theaters. Like, that does Release not it. happen, right? <laughs> like, it just doesn't. There's the story of, like, Toy Story 2, which is... was planned as a, like, direct-to-video sequel to Toy Story Mm -hmm. at Pixar. And um, they sort of... The story was that they just, like, weren't... They didn't put a ton of resources. They were coming out with a product they weren't happy about. And, like, Lasseter and Jobs got together and were like, if we're going to do this, we don't like sequels, but if we're going to do this sequel, we're just going to do it. And so they, like, scrapped a year and a half's worth of work and, like, just started digging in on the story of Toy Story 2 and like so like Hmm. there's that kind of thing like where a project kind of gets scrapped midway and then elevated and like they bring in bigger people and they make it this thing but this movie being like okay we're done here's the product and the Universal's like this is kind (laughs) of good (laughs) like like we're gonna throw it up on a couple screens like Mm -hmm. that is not a thing so It's kind of this amazing fucking situation that happened, you know? (coughs) Excuse me. And then it gives Chris Morgan license to be like, okay, next one, we're getting a fucking gang back together. Hell yeah. (laughs) Like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He gets to like live out his dream of being like, gang back together. (laughs) So um, it's kind of a miracle, you know? I thought that was like a really nice little read into the... uh, what, what what the development and like how this movie came about? So does Chris Morgan write all of them? He has written all of them except for Fast Nine, which has yet to be mm. released. So he split okay. off to do the Hobbs and Shaw, right? Universe. While another crew came in to do Fast Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know there's other screenwriters on the thing. It's not like him sitting in a box alone, and like the studio has ideas and stuff but the other thing he talked about too which i thought was interesting he's like we've just like gone with the flow in terms of genre that like felt right in the moment you know is like when we were developing five he was like okay where are these people right they're in mexico they're broke and they're in trouble right they're on the run and so like what Mm -hmm. do they want they want to be free you Mm -hmm. know from from running, from running from the law. Well, how do they get there? Well, they need money. And so, like, that was the linchpin for them to, for Chris and, and the screenwriters to be like, oh, so, like, this is a heist movie now, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that's what sort of twisted it around and be like, it makes total sense for us to, like, move in that genre direction of, like, this is now a heist movie and we're going to do it like this classic sort of, like, um, heist thing uh, and move into that genre and then it was like okay so now we're going to move for six 
and seven, whatever, like we're going to move into this sort of sci-fi thing. And then like with, or not sci-fi, but like, you know, whatever, like computer hacker thing. And then Hobbs and Shaw was like, oh, we're actually moving into the sci-fi territory with like body augmentation, augmentation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just thought it was cool how the guy thought that the, the guys who are involved in creating this are thinking about it, you know? And they had a lot of time to do it, right? They didn't have to do it all in one shot. They would like make a movie, watch it, let it sit for a little while. Yeah. Do the next one. Yeah. And I think like maybe that's less the case now, but the, the it developed organic, allowed it to develop organically by not being like, Oh, well, we're definitely going to do six of these, right? Like, a lot of studios now are like, well, we want to make this into a giant universe. Hmm. And allowing the universe to grow organically, it allowed them to sort of, like, weave their way through these genres and, like, just point the movies in the direction that they wanted to go naturally. You know what I mean? Hmm. From place to place. Whereas, like, you look at something like, um, Universal, the same studio, tried to do like this fucking dark universe. Do you know about this? Mm-mm. What's going on with the dark universe? All right, so Universal, I guess, owns the rights. Although I think they're in the public domain, but like they own the rights to like the Mummy and Dracula and like, um, like those cl- the Swamp thing, like those classic those classic horror things. So mm-hmm. they tried to like build this like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but out of those characters, right? As like whatever. Uh huh. So this was what the whole and like the Invisible Man and shit. This was like the whole Mummy reboot was about, like with the Tom Cruise one. Did you see that movie? Ooh, I don't think I did see that one. I didn't see it either. It did not yeah. get a great, <laughs> great reception. But like before that movie came out, they were like. This Tom Cruise movie is, uh-huh. is such an insane idea. <laughs> let's get let's get people back into mummies. Yeah, let's get They're people into back it. into mummies. Not only mummies, but like we're gonna build a cinematic universe around the fucking like Invisible Man and like the Wolf Man and shit. Oh my! And like God. this mummy movie is just the first movie in this dark universe, is what they were calling it. Mm-hmm. And fucking EW. Like, Entertainment Weekly did a giant, like, two-page centerfold spread with, like, all the actors who had been cast in the Dark Universe, like, fucking Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro. Or, wow. it wasn't Benicio, but, like, he did do a Wolfman movie at some point, which is kind of great. But, um, <coughs> they did, like, this two-page, and it was like, welcome to the Dark Universe. And, like, obviously, the mummy flops. The universe was like, oh, Dark Universe canceled. <laughs> you know, like, we're not doing that. Uh-huh. So it's like the foibles of trying to build this thing all together all at once can really be more problematic than just like letting this thing grow organically like the Fast and Furious did. You know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, for Tokyo Drift, <laughs> what else you got? Um, is Twink selling stolen goods? Oh, for sure. Yeah, not right? only stolen, but like counterfeit, right? Like those Jordans are not real, right? They look real. I mean, those Jordans look real. Those were real Jordans at the time of 
Jordan era. Oh, interesting. So they're right, but I was just uh, double checking that he follows along the lines of um, the rest of our street racers here, which is that in order to pay for your modifications, you yeah. steal goods and sell them. Oh, a very interesting time hack. <laughs> I wish a twink, twink coming back would be great. <laughs> yeah. If twink showed up in Fast 9, I really think that would be <laughs> fucking great. Uh-huh. A big highway scene. They're like, you know, like zooming around, chasing after some bad guy. The bad guy's about to get away. Who busts through? Like, all of a sudden, (laughs) the wall of the highway fucking explodes. (laughs) A car, a bright green flash barrels through, smashes into the bad guy's car. Who is it? It's Twink in his Hulk mobile. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. And instead um, of a uh, instead of a modified uh, Scion, maybe he's upgraded now to like a Toyota FJ or something. What a bigger... is that? FJ is it? I think they the one that I'm most familiar with is it came out in the era of the Hummer, that big hulking Toyota oh, FJ. Yeah. it does have a lot of history. Oh yeah, I've seen these. I've seen these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FJ was more of like a um, like Jeep Land Rover style car in the past, right. but I think the they wanted to be with the Hummer. Yeah, so That's they don't like, make an FJ anymore. But right. if they well, did, they don't make a the, Hummer anymore either. So. Right. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, those cars are kind of passe. I would say. When I was in seventh grade, one of my friends—well, not my friends, but this girl at school, her dad had a Hummer that we all liked. Uh-huh took turns sitting in for some reason <laughs> was it like uh i like them when they come in bright colors like a yellow like a taxi cab yellow remember. hummer i don't remember yeah um yeah emily laird her dad peter laird invented the ninja turtles and then bought a hummer that's wow really Wow. Yeah. Dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. If you invent the Ninja Turtles, you buy yourself a Hummer and like weirdly 20 segues for some reason. Interesting. <laughs> That's what this dude did with his money. He did like three things. He started a like museum of comic books and support for like independent comic creators. Cool. He bought a Hummer. All right. Like it's 2002, I guess. Like that's a thing you do. Mm-hmm. And he bought 20 segues for some reason. As if you, because you can't ride more than one Segway at once. So Not he at some knowledge. point, yeah, he at some point was like, you know what? I'm tired of riding my Segway alone. Let's make sure I have a small fleet of them. Yeah, it's for me and all my buds to Segway mm-hmm. around my property. Do you, have you ever ridden a Segway? I haven't. I haven't either. I'm, uh, my, yeah. <laughs> my mom has. I think she did it one time. <laughs> she told me as part of like a, like a business excursion thing. Oh, they did like a Segway tour as like part yeah. of her company's retreat. Yeah, I think yeah. it must have been like in like scenic Pier Thirty Nine in San yeah. Francisco or something. But yeah. I was like, Bob, you can't just go out on a Segway. Those things are incredibly dangerous. And yeah, they are dangerous. Yeah, we have a bunch of um, I don't know, like yeah, white collar workers over here like Segwaying around the pier. There's a lot of bad stuff that could happen to you guys. I remember 
in sixth grade. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling all these fucking stories, but I remember <laughs> in sixth grade. My teacher was like jazzed about the Segway. But do you remember the Segway's marketing? It wasn't like, they weren't like, we're Segway, here's our product. It was like, it is coming. <laughs> what and is it? It is going to like revolutionize the way cities are built. <laughs> this oh was their my pitch. God. It's like, cities are going to be fucking built differently. Bill Gates is like, this is the future. <laughs> So my teacher was like talking about this because he was all like, he was like, well, some hippie dude. And he was talking about like how it is, it's all electric. We're not going to need cars anymore. Like everybody's just can get around on these crazy things. And nobody knows what it is. And then the Segway comes out. And I didn't know that it was the thing he was talking about like a year before. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is kind of stupid. Uh-huh. And then I read the article that was like their marketing was all about. I was like, that's it? <laughs> like, that's what this fucking dude was on about? Like, this is not it, man. Like, I'm 13, and I can see that <laughs> this shit is not it. Yeah. You know? Like, how fast does it go? Um, do I need to charge it? Is it waterproof? Like, yeah. Good questions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Also, I need, like, military-grade training to, like, fucking yeah. use one of these. Anyway. This is a good segue into shout-outs, maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, we have a little segment on this pod we like to call shout-outs, where we talk about products that we use in our daily lives, unlike the segue, which we do not. So, uh, Daryl Wong, uh, what would you like to shout-out to this week? I'd like to give a little shout-out here to the miracle product known as Windex. Oh, shit. I'm into it. Yeah. I don't know what they put in that stuff to make it do its magic, but that shit works. Yeah, no streaks. Yeah. Name brand Windex works far superior than no name window cleaner. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. And I don't know what they do for it, but I have a bottle. I used it. My yeah, my car has been incredibly dirty, but I took a little bit of extra time today to Windex my the inside and outside of my windows. To be fair, I stole the idea because my there's a there's a couple guys on my block that will Windex their windows on street cleaning day. It's yeah, kind of a, it, it's an event on my block over here. Nice, I like that. And I was like, that seems like a good idea. So I started doing it too, and the performance is there on that name brand Windex product, yeah. that shit works real good. Yeah, it works great. Do you, can I ask a question, do you use a paper towel or like an actual towel? So I, when I'm using it around the house, I usually use a paper towel, yeah. but when I use it on my car today, I use like a not, like not a chamois not, cloth? It wasn't a chamois cloth, it wasn't like a regular like bath towel, it's that kind of like thin um, like a drying towel material. Okay. I don't know cool. what you call this. I don't yeah. know what you call them either. Right. I, my problem, well, is Windex, is it DuPont 3M or Lysol? Like, do you know what the parent company is? I don't no. know. All right. My problem is if I use a paper towel, you get paper towel fluff. Fibers. 
SC Johnson product. SC Johnson, mm-hmm. family company. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, I'm into Windex. I used to. We used to in college. I lived with a couple guys. We used to just mix a bunch of stuff together. Call it Super Clean. Mm-hmm. And we just use that on everything. It worked great. Surfaces, ovens, <laughs> windows. It was every. It was like all catch all. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm pro super clean. Yeah, that is that a that's a non copyrighted name. You that's a that's a folk folk name for the solution here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can use it if <laughs> you ask. I guess like add, email the pod. No one likes to do a podcast at gmail.com and ask if you can use super clean as right. the name for your household <laughs> product. <laughs> yeah, just mix them, a bunch of them together. You know? Uh, it works pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right. I'm going to shout out. I'm not really shouting out. Well, I'm, this is not an anti and it's not a non-anti, but I got to talk about, it's like the big thing in my life. I got to talk about these AirPods. Ooh, okay. I bought some. <laughs> I bought some. I bought some. And like, I went to the store and I wasn't going to buy AirPods, but I went to the store and I looked at them and I was like, eh, maybe let's just get some fucking AirPods. Like, I'm tired of this cord. I'm ready to get mm-hmm. a wireless world you're already wireless charging i'm wireless charging and guess what the airpods do fucking wireless charge also seems nice cool i obviously got taught like a sucker got talked into like buying the expensive ones so (coughs) um yeah i bought them i like them basically Mm -hmm. i bought the pros the airpod pros which like they make a seal in your ear, and like they have like noise cancellation shit, so you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift on my phone in bed with my AirPods in. I was like I was in the movie theater. It was fucking <laughs> incredible. Like The sound is fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right, so things I like. I like that the sound is good. I like the noise cancellation. I like... That, like, if I'm watching a YouTube video on my phone and then, like, open up Netflix on my, um, uh, whatchamacallit, iPad, and, like, Mm -hmm. start playing, it, like, just switches over. Really? Automatically. It's actually unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that they, like, charge this little case. I'm going to lose them in two seconds. Next week, ask me. I'll let you know if I've lost uh-huh. them, which is probably yes. <coughs> the charging case is good. I like the wireless charge. Things I don't like. <sighs> All right, so I don't have a stereo system in my car. Mm. Um, and so what I do, <laughs> this is so bad. What I do, and my phone isn't like loud. My car's like loud, so I can't just like put the phone on speaker and like listen to my podcast. <laughs> so I put I I do this I put I, I was, it's not as bad as it sounds I put one headphone in I put one headphone in while I'm driving okay yeah. you know and it gives me my like GPS I don't look at the phone on the GPS I just 
listen to the directions. Uh-huh. Um, but it gives me my GPS and gives me my podcast, all right? And it's loud enough that I can hear it over the sound of my car. With the AirPods, so if you take one out, it automatically stops the thing, right? Which is annoying. In the That's smart. Oh, oh, it stops the Well, whole. it's smart. It's great when I'm watching a movie. I take one out. Like listen to somebody and it stops. It automatically pauses the thing, and it's so good. It can like know if I hold it like next to my ear, it doesn't start. And then as soon as I like push it in, it's like we're off to the race. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. And I can keep playing it if I like take one out and like click a button. It'll keep playing anyway. It'll like override that command. So that's mm-hmm. great. But it is annoying to get set, more annoying to get set up in my car than normal headphones would be Mm -hmm. the other thing is in my car I do this this is not good podcast material I'm realizing now I really had this whole thing played out but I'm sick I don't really give a shit I like if I see like a cop (laughs) and he's on like the left side and I have my left earphone in I'll like switch the earphone side, right? I just like pick up the other bud and I put it in mm-hmm. so that he can't see the earphone in my ear. That is much trickier endeavor with the AirPods because then I have to like take one out, it pauses, I got to put it back in the case, I got to take the one out of the case and put it in my ear, click it to play again. It has to like sync and click it, play again. I was like, I can't really do it in the time that I see the cop. Huh. Wait, is it illegal to drive with one of those in your? I don't know. I'm erring on the side of yes. I think at least in the United States, you can have one. You can have one in. Is that what they wrote? Is that what like Cuomo signed the bill? Like one earphone only. One one earphone (laughs) only. This this goes out to all you out there who don't have radio in your car for some reason. (laughs) We're gonna sign off on one. We got we'll one headphone. One, one headphone. But two, we're pulling you over. Exactly. No, I think it's illegal. I don't know. Hmm. It you could be one of those hit. things that everybody's just like, eh, we're just not going to write a law about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't do it, but we're not going to write a law about it, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. Have you ever driven with headphones in? No. I've never had, I've never really had to. I've yeah. always. You always have a nice yeah. banging stereo in there. Very important. It's very important. Yeah, I buy old ass clunky loud cars mm-hmm. that don't, that aren't, they don't have the seals. That's the other thing. Like the doors just don't seal as well. Mm. Like that's the greatest innovation in modern car making is like the vacuum chamber that you get <laughs> is incredible. I think mine is one of those cars that will pull the windows down a little bit if as the door is closing, and then when you lock it, it goes, and yeah. it like wow. sucks the windows That's out. That's amazing. That's right. amazing. I mine does not do that. In fact, my right hand driver's side door barely goes up all the way. I gotta like do this <laughs> thing where it's like it's almost up the way, but then like the the winder sort of fucks out, and I have to like. Uh-huh hold it out at a certain pressure to like keep winding it so that the thing goes up the window goes up all the way it's really annoying you have to to mime the last two percent closed yeah fingers up against the no that's basically that's basically it's better than my last car though 
where the door right side the the driver's side door just didn't work. Just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> if I tried to it 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 the the winch inside was fucked in a way that it would like there was too much pressure on the glass and the glass wasn't stuck in the sleeve that it's supposed to be held in. So mm-hmm. the winch would go down without the glass. Ugh. And then the glass would like fall. <laughs> oh. But it wouldn't fall into the winch. So if I tried to wind it back up, it would just like jam. So I just never wound it down once I got it. Right. Up. Yeah. Right. At least it got stuck in the up position and not the down position. Yeah. You have to NASCAR into it. Well, I had to like fix it one time. Mm. And then I never fucked with it again. Yeah. Um, I gotta take a piss pretty bad, yeah. and I'm done talking about the Fast and Furious. Are Let's you? wrap it for this week. I got nothing left for here okay. for this one. Left it all on the table. Left <laughs> it all out there on the streets. <laughs> Daryl, do you want to do the? <coughs> Can you do the fucking promo? I'm done. I don't want to do promos anymore. Can you do the fucking promos? Digna Sarah is sick this week, so if you want to yeah. make sure that we're doing all right, make sure you tweet at us at no one likes the tuna at Nolt Podcast. Yep. You can hit us on Instagram at no one likes the tuna podcast, Gmail at no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us on Patreon to subscribe to some of our wonderful Resident Evil special content. Yeah, special and more stuff coming soon. And more stuff coming soon. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars really goes a long way because that's yeah. what bumps up our power rankings power in the podcast rankings. game. iTunes doesn't exist anymore, but Apple Podcasts does, apparently. Apple. Yeah, I know. I had to make the switch in my mind at some point. Mm-hmm. Spotify. Yeah, hit us, hit us on Spotify. We're on that platform. And yeah, that's it. it. I think that's everything. Whatever, man. If it's not, we got another podcast next week. We'll hit it. You know? <laughs> I'm going to go back to fucking bed because I feel like dog shit. <laughs> go for it, man. Take Thanks, care of buddy. yourself. You too, man. Take care. Yeah. Later. <laughs>